The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Lisa Florida. Lisa is currently the host of 8 Billion Podcast and professionally a real estate expert in Southern California. Her passion and purpose is displayed through 8 Billion Project, where she uncovers and shares the purpose of every person on this planet. Now, this mission is a manifestation of her own journey to self-love and self-healing and now gives every person a platform to share their story of hope inspiration, and courage to being their divine selves. In regards to her podcast, 8 Billion is now ranked top 5% in global podcasts among 2.4 million podcasts worldwide and is celebrating its two-year anniversary this month. She is here to show others the power of what loving yourself and stepping into your own power can do. Lisa, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's such an honor. I love everything that you stand for, everything that you're doing. If you want (laughs) to maybe tell us a little bit more from your own words, dive a little bit deeper into what 8 billion is about. Oh, thank you so much. No, it's kind of crazy. I'm always on the other side of the interviews, right? Yep. And, <laughs> and so I always hear people, you know, my guests say, oh, it's so weird when I listen to my bio and all this kind of stuff. And I now know exactly how it feels. <laughs> and to be able to yeah. actually just be able to to expand on what you've already shared. So thank you for having me, everyone. I am, of course, the founder of the 8 Billion Project. Uh, started out in October of 2020 with its messaging on podcasts called 8 Billion. And here I am two years later, five seasons in, 100 episodes out, and an expanded vision to actually share not only when I first started, the messaging was about people following their purpose and passion. And since that time, it's been an incredible spiritual journey, an answer to a spiritual calling, and of course, an expanded vision beyond any of my dreams because I have had a chance to truly connect with my guides in these last two to three years. The visions came to 
to life. And every time they would give me instructions on the direction of 8 Billion Project, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And so now here I am, the two-year anniversary this October 2022, and I've expanded into a community platform, taking many of my guests from the last five seasons and putting them in there as guest experts, coaches, facilitators, anything you name it, anything that has to do with spirituality, anything that gets us closer to 5D, anything where the mission is anchored under love, I'm ready. I'm, I'm here sharing it on the expanded vision of 8 billion. And so that in a roundabout way is sums it all up. But, you know, I still have really big expanded vision in addition to beyond the community platform. I've also, I I just go, I'll, I'll keep going. Actually, I just wanted to share this especially in the last two years, in addition to growing the podcast and putting its messaging out. And then, like I said, launching the community platform. This last spring, I also recorded my first documentary under 8 Billion Project, which actually talks about for myself, for the motherland, I returned to the Philippines and I am sharing a story of the indigenous people in the Southern islands of the Philippines, deeply connected to water. So that is actually going to be released in December of this month, the trailer. Oh, exciting. Yeah, Yay. so I'm super excited. So, so much projects and expansion and just this beautiful mission. Don't you <laughs> love the synchronicity that we are recording in October, your two-year anniversary for your podcast? Yes. I can't <laughs> begin to tell you how fast time flies and to even just look back with being in real estate for over 20 years and to now think that this second part of my life is going to be completely different, <laughs> you know, completely different path from this first half of my life. That in and of itself is incredible. Which brings me to a question. How did you go from that to this? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's that's usually the, the question that gets asked. That was my 3D life. So hopefully the audience will understand what 3D is. I'm pretty sure that if you're following Laura, you already know what the 3D, the matrix is. I started off like it, it was a family business. My mom was in real estate. And then we, all of us got our license at 18. So I started back in 1998. And we had a thriving family business and career that spanned, like I said, over 20 years. In 2008 is really when I had my first spiritual awakening. And very much what triggered that, of course, was the mortgage meltdown. Is we had been fortunate enough to really build a great real estate team and then watch so many people lose their homes. It was really big for me. I had to start. That was my first time I would say that I had really asked myself, is there something more to life than this? Mm-hmm. Sure, right. Sure. Instead of watching all the people lose their homes. Oh, yeah. The foreclosures, the short sales. The I remember that. Yeah. The short sales. I mean, you make people's dreams come true by giving them the American dream. And then you literally watch it fall apart in a nightmare that we couldn't, you know, mm. it was just yeah. so bad. And so I took a step back and really kind of looked at everything on a more expanded view And I really just tapped into the deeper part of myself. And then that's where I started first with like personal development classes. Then it brought me to a trip in the Philippines. Then I was just like, oh, I've got to help. You know, I was a single mother. I wanted to do more work and volunteer work in the Philippines for single mothers and children. So I did that up until 2012. And then interestingly enough, I, of course, 
as much as I wanted to help back then, I was a single mom myself. So I had a little son to raise and I went back into the business and it was so weird because I kind of feel like there was a little bit like I was awake, but not truly awake. And then in 2018 is really when everything started to push forward. So I lost my mother in 2018. That was really big. A year later is really when everything started to happen. Like I've had like a deeper spiritual awakening for myself. I started to understand that I was an empath. I had gone through so much pain, not only of losing my mother in the physical sense, right? Her loss of her physical presence, but I had a lot of relationship issues. Meaning to Mm -hmm. say I was married, I divorced after like one year of marriage, and then I was single mother. But for me, really what brought me down this road was my ability to truly take a look at how I approached relationships because I was, you know, in that place where I had to really take a look at if I really loved myself because of the way that, like I said, I had approached mm-hmm. relationships severely, codependent, empathic. I always believed that my value was outside and therefore I would chase what I wanted instead of attract it because of my being. I feel like that's relatable. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very yeah. much, yeah. right? And and it can happen on so many levels. It's different things that trigger it, right? It could be, you know, change in careers. It could be loss of business, loss of money. It could be relationships just traumatic events that start to happen in your life Mm -hmm. that make you look deeper. And so those events between 2018 and 2019, of course, are what brought me down a spiritual journey. And then from there, after that, I went down healing modalities of like Reiki and energy healing and deep like meditation. And from that time, What ended up happening is I had this healer that I worked with for a year and a half. But in the beginning, I would say like when the pandemic started to happen is really when my increased awareness started to happen where like I opened up my crown chakra. I had deeper connection to my higher self. And then that's when the guides started coming in. And then that's when the vision started happening. And I was like, oh man, I was like, am I going to answer this calling? Because yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I I mean, Laura, if you, you can relate to this, right? Because I would start seeing visions and then I was like, okay, am I talking to myself or am I not talking to myself? And then when I finally identified that I wasn't talking to myself and I had some type of communication with my guides, I was like, well, why me? I'm a single mother from real estate. Why would you call me to do this spiritual mission? And I remember a quote that I said around that time I had posted it on, I think Instagram had said, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And (laughs) that's amazing. Have you ever heard that? No, it's the first time. I love it. Yeah. God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And from that moment, like in March of 2020, I said, yes, but I didn't know yet what it was going to be. And then in that summer, summer of 2020, guidance said, okay, you're ready to start. And then I said, I am, what am I going to do? They're all like, you're going to live stream. And I was like, I I am not going to live stream. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I am not going to live stream. I was like, I have no camera experience. I have none of that. And I was just like, I come from real estate. People are going to laugh at me. And I heard them say to me, if you start it and it's successful, then you know, you're going in the right direction. And so I said, okay, fine. (laughs) 
and I started it. And can you imagine? I live streamed for three months. That gave me my practice, my confidence to be on camera. It was like if I messed up, I had no choice but to be like, okay, live with it because it was live. Right. And then three months later, I had someone approach me and say, have you ever thought of starting a podcast? And I was like, no. I haven't. And I started a podcast within a week and the rest is history. <laughs> within a week. I love it. Right. That's what happens when it's spirit guided. <laughs> it's spirit guided. Yes. And then simultaneously, you're diving deeper and deeper into your spirituality yeah. and you're just everything just starts to unfold. Yes. Especially when you get that hit and then you follow through and you see what comes of it, you can't help but dive deeper into your spirituality because you're learning to trust everything that's exactly. coming through. Oh, how exciting. Fully. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's what they say, right? That's what I tell a lot of my friends, family, or people that I'm speaking to or mentoring through is like, you won't know. You're given a set of experiences to validate the guidance that you're actually receiving. And so until those things happen, you won't really know. Like when they told me, you're going to start live streaming. And then if you're good at it, then you know the direction. Well, here I am two years later. It's incredible. And what were you live streaming? Because I told you that I had this big heart to do work in the motherland. I was live streaming on an app called Kumu. And it was started by a friend of mine who's the CEO of it. And it actually blew up in the Philippines right when the pandemic hit because they were on such really uh, strict lockdown guidelines that a lot of the residents in the Philippines couldn't even leave their home. So the platform on live streaming Mm, just really took off because it was a way for people to connect live Mm. and like have friendships and groups in there. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to go ahead and connect with the Philippines. This is my only way to do it. So I started live streaming on there. Oh, goodness. I love that. I really do. Now, I do want to share, though, that mom is very much strong here. Was she like a pistol? Yes. <laughs> Does she feel like she was like a little like pistol Filipino woman? Cause, you could feel her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about her. So yeah. So mom's very much here and very excited for your journey. And she is such a, <laughs> such a pistol. That's the only way I can put it. Such a pistol. She's incredible. I tell people I now understand I really was raised by an earth angel. My mom was a force to reckon with. Yep. She's a matriarch. <laughs> yes. She was an incredible businesswoman. And then in addition to that, she had this huge heart. I remember when she passed, so many people were crying because they were just like, oh. your mom is so one of a kind. Oh. And I did understand that. But now diving deeper into spirituality, I was like, wow, I think my mom really was an earth angel to be yeah. able to do half the things that she did in her lifetime. Oh, yeah. A pistol. That's so, that's so amazing. She's a pistol. Yes. And don't mistake in it too. She's helping you so much from the other side as well. It's almost like she had to do that transition to help you more on this side. No, you know what's so crazy, Laura, now that you say that? Mm. Because there are moments when I reach certain like either accolades for myself, like, it, like you know, I reach certain levels in this, in this journey. Yeah. And I sometimes say to my mom, like, I wish you were just here to see it. Yeah. And she goes, I am. And she goes, you have to understand that a lot of this couldn't happen with my physical presence on earth. Like my passing yeah. would trigger and lead you down this road. Yeah. And it doesn't mean she stops there too. She's definitely still helping along the way. And she is helping in the best way that she can by being on that side. 
Oh, that's so crazy. You could just get, so for you, when it starts to come in, yeah. do you feel it or do you see it? I do. I do both. Yeah. So at first, you know, I knew about your mom. So I kind of had a feeling she was coming up. So I just started thinking about her, which to me means she kind of entered the space. Uh-huh. And I get like, I, I really need to talk about her, <laughs> like on the edge of my seat. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. why you're saying she's like a pistol. Well, not just that, because I can see her and I can feel that she's like, meant business like you did what she said kind of thing because she was a pistol. She was a little force to be reckoned with, just like you said. And I can see that about her, but still like such a big kind heart. So I see her or what represents her. And she looks tiny, you know, like a small little Filipino woman. <laughs> she is. Yeah, she's, so, she's short. Yes. Yeah. Small. <laughs> yeah. When she was really like when she was alive and she was doing these real estate transactions and because like, you know, so many different masculines had come across it. They're like, when they see her, they're all like, Myrna, this is not how I imagined you to look. <laughs> and she's like, why? They're all like, because you're so, you know what I mean? Like, cause she was so powerful as, yes. uh, you know, and had, they hadn't seen her. In comes this little Filipino woman. She's yeah. like probably like five feet tall, right? <laughs> yeah. But she was just so good at what she did. And then I see so much. It's crazy. In the last three to four years going on this journey, I see so much of my mom in myself. Like I never knew that I possessed a lot of those traits, you know, until I started going after making this vision happen for 8 million. Yeah. She really knew how to embody both the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. And she kind of had to, right? Yeah. So see, now I know, now I I feel better. I feel like I can relax again. That's how I know. Oh, because if not, she's like pushing you on your chair. Yeah, yes. Oh my gosh. But she's so proud of you. Anyway, I just, I had to, I had to say something because when I was recording on Tuesday with my guests, her grandmother was coming through and I didn't say anything. And then, of course, something yeah. significant about her grandma. I was like, I'm going to say it this time. Thanks for being receptive to oh, it. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm always open, especially if I can communicate from my mom. Yeah. And I've had that a lot, being part of 8 billion oh, yeah. and recording with so many different intuitives. Yeah. And the consensus is the same. Without them ever having met my mom, it's always that. Yeah, she's strong. Yeah. She comes strong. I feel like if you were ever to, were to go see a psychic medium, she would really shove her way through to be the first ah. to come through with any messages. For sure. <laughs> so yeah, she's strong. What a wonderful guide too. I do get the sense of like a guide from her for you. Okay. Now, are you still doing real estate? I do. So I will do real estate for very close family and friends. I don't advertise it and I'm not in it like full time, like the way my mom ran the team. I do 8 billion full time because it's a mission. And what was really interesting is I knew eventually I would be in full mission. I didn't realize that it would be so quick because I ended up having like a soul memory done in May of 2021. And that's when I really understood my mission here on earth was to pull down like the 5D teachings down to the 3D. And then of course, there are people on mission to to bring 3D up to 5D. And like, that's why we're all like all merging. That's, and we all have different gifts. But it was so crazy how fast, like it was last November, I could feel it already. I was like doing real estate transactions and I could feel this gnawing, like this soul pull, like, I knew the universe and my guides were diving me deeper and and into 2022. I mean, like I said, recording season 5D, which was my biggest season, right? And my greatest work right now, in addition to filming the documentary and then now expanding on the platform. 
Yeah. Right. I don't even know how I did that all in like 10 months. Like I feel like I closed my eyes in in January and I opened and it was October. And I was just like, how in the world? But when it's spirit driven, it's incredible. Exactly. When it it takes no energy. Well, I mean, some energy, but it just goes pretty smoothly when you surrender and do the spirit driven work. Yeah, it does. Where can people watch the documentary? or the trailer when that comes out? So the trailer will actually be out in December. It was in post-production all summer. Mm -hmm. The documentary will actually be officially released in December, and then we will make the film festivals in 2023. Ooh, wonderful. So is there a place that So would we have to watch it like in a theater? No. So right now, between the executive producer and the director, they have decided their first route was going to be through film festivals. So its first screening will be in probably somewhere in Europe. And then from there, we'll do like private screenings. And I'll probably have one here in Los Angeles or Orange County for like family and friends to watch. And then as a team, we decide our distribution, like whether we put it on certain platforms. But I think right now we're focused on all of the post-production, like cleaning up the final parts of it and then starting to submit to film festivals for 2023. Oh, that's wonderful. How was it going back to the Philippines, the motherland? Oh, it was incredible to do that because for a while it was, remember, well... I'm pretty sure like all different countries had different regulations, but Philippines was one that even if you were vaccinated at the time, you couldn't return home. It was only residents of the Philippines. And so at the beginning of 2022, when they opened it up, it was like our... And then my friends had approached me, my friends that were filmmakers had approached me. What was really interesting about that, Laura, is in 20. 21, I said to my guides, I was like, how am I going to reach 8 billion people on a podcast? Like, how am I going to do this? They're like, no, it's not just a podcast. You're going to tell stories of the indigenous people all around the world. And I said, oh, how? And they're all like, just let it unfold. And so when my friends approached me at the beginning of 2021 and they were filmmakers, I was like, this is exactly what's happening. And it was a chance. Yeah, it was. That's why I'm saying the synchronicities or when you listen to guidance or when you're truly tapped in, it happens. Because like we were talking about in the beginning, it's your ability to keep trusting it is how you know you build a deeper connection with them. And things now they start like I there's not a day I don't, I mean, I, I constantly talk to them They're like, <laughs> and there's many of them and they all come in at different times, but it's, I'm fully guided by them. Oh yeah. So you're so tapped in and you seem to have like these conversations with your soul team on the other side. You know, they tell you this is going to happen. How do I get there? Just wait and see. Like you have these really great conversations. How did you get to that point for people Mm -hmm. who are maybe newer in their journey and they want to get there too? What worked for you? Because I know everybody's individual, right? But what worked for you? That's a great question, actually, because everyone's like, how did you do it in such a short time? So like I told you, my first healing modality ended up being with a Reiki and energy healer. And and, um, she was my meditation coach. What was really interesting is because I was so open to doing so many different types of meditations. And I do believe that this was also part of her energetics and her gifts where she opened up my crown. But really where it took off for me was astral projections. Ah. There's people that can connect 
like to through breath work. And so with astral projections, she'll take me through guided meditations and we'll space travel. Then she'll ask me what I see. And then I'll describe it and then it matches and then she'll tell me what she sees. And so what I would do is even outside of our sessions, I would practice that. And then from there, that was their gateway to actually like talking to me, seeing things. I think the more that you start to shed your ego and you start to heal, you can discern between your ego and then spirit. So sometimes at first you just, like I was telling you, I didn't know I was, I was talking to myself. That's probably like my higher self. And then as the guide started coming through, then it was just like, oh, I started realizing that as she kept taking me through these guided meditations, I would start seeing things and then I would just make connections with things. And mind you, I had a very big imagination when I was young and now I understand why. Because there really is no difference between all those words, between your imagination and all the different dimensions now that now that we're all starting to get deeper into spirituality. But yes, between your imagination and spirit. Right? right? <laughs> yeah, between my imagination and spirit. And, and it makes sense now because when you listen to all of these people that have deeper connections with either their guides and it can come from different things like angels, right? Or shamans. Some people are, yeah. are star families. They will look look back in their lives and know that they remember a time they were communicating with them. And then in some cases, they'll have shut it down, right? And then they'll later on in their adult years, they open that communication line back up. I just had a really big imagination. So it really wasn't hard for me to truly tap in on that side. So guided meditations, astral projections are really kind of what opened up my crown and my ability to really start speaking with my guides. And now Wonderful. I a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like they won't stop. <laughs> yeah. And it, what's really neat is I, I can discern between them. Ooh. So who are all communicating with you? So I have, <laughs> I'm all like, oh, we're going to go this deep in, in the podcast. <laughs> you know, some of my first ones is I have a Native American tribe and a chief. So I have a whole tribe. Ooh. And then I have a spirit guide that kind of looks like Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. She's one of them, and I call her Galadriel. I have an alien. Yeah, I know people <laughs> who have extraterrestrials. <laughs> I have ETs. I just call him alien. It's funny, you know what I mean? Sometimes you'll you'll try and have conversations with them and ask them, and then if not, you just give them a name. And then I have like a whole star family. I connect deeply to the Arcturian and Orion. I, more so to deeply to the Arcturian star family, oh, if anything. So that means that you've had maybe several past lives in that region? In my soul memory, she let me know that my star origins came from Orion and Arcturus. And as I did more research on it, I could understand deeply why I had a connection with Arcturus because they're also known to like govern technology. And here's what's interesting. I'm not very good like in very easy like technology. I'm not tech savvy in as you as you could see like with our how we got to recording this, but I could understand interestingly enough like big technical structures, but I can't explain it. So I understand oh, it. Oh, interesting! And so that's why I had like as I did more research on it, I said, yeah, it makes sense. You know, yeah. that was my star origins. And then, of course, yeah. you know, you'll have uh, like ascended masters, Isis. Like I, as I dive deeper into feminine energetics, I started having connections with the divine mother, you know, Isis. That's what I'm saying. 
Everyone's like, gosh. And it, it was interesting though, when I first started understanding a connection to like, or I wanted to find out if I was a star seed, someone had looked into my guides. This is before I knew how many. And she goes, I've never seen that many guides. It's like you have a rainbow tribe. And then that whole year after she had mentioned that to me, everyone started coming in. Oh my goodness. And I think it's because I allowed for the space to happen. Yeah. And I already had experiences where I followed what they said and it came true or worked. And so now I was really open to expanding that. I think that's a really good point to show how much control you actually do have. It's not like we surrender and then we're puppets, right? We do play a really large role in what we Mm -hmm. allow and what we don't. So I think that's really a great point. No, and in one thing you can always... Like if to the audience members, if you do have that and it's like really coming on strong, because I can only imagine where we are right now, especially with the eclipses and with, you know, consciousness expanding, like sometimes the guides are coming in strong and depending on your relationship, you can talk to them and just like say, I need it to be a little bit easier. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're not going to come in and like scare you and come out of your underneath your bed <laughs> or come out of your closet. They can only go at the pace that you're ready to receive them. Yes. So the more you become an open channel, the more they can come in. But if you don't want to, they can't. I don't think that, at least from my experience and what I've heard of other people, they're not forcing themselves into your awareness. Yeah, which is good because it could be very overwhelming to be going through a spiritual awakening of any sort at any time to then be bombarded. It would just be, it would be way too much. Yeah, I can imagine like some people would get like really scared or that's why people have shut it off like their gifts since they were young. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about this soul memory session? I don't know if I've heard of it before, but it sounds like you learned a lot. <laughs> I did. So, wow. I will share this. She is a dear friend of mine now. She lives in the UK. The way that I live, I know a lot of people would be like, gosh, you're so weird. I've been, I hate to say that I, I am, I am weird, but I, I have 35 podcast episodes to, to show that I am not weird. Uh, you're among weirdos here. You're good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, typically I don't look at this because well, my Instagram is public. And for many of you guys who who also have public Instagrams, you're going to get a lot of people that follow you and unfollow you. And I rarely kind of look, right? For some odd reason, that day, this lady by the name of, who's my dear and he's very dear friend of mine now and I call her like a sister her name is Elizabeth Hayes or she goes by Liz Hayes she followed me first and I don't know how she came across me I looked at her profile and I found it so interesting because she was an author she called herself a spiritual rebel it just deeply connected to the messaging that she had on her Instagram page she agreed to meet me on Zoom and we hit it off so in addition to finding out not only was she an author she never actually publicly shared this but she says I do soul memories. So what I do is I have a session, it runs about an hour to an hour and a half, and I connect with your guides. And they tell me the karmic lessons that you've had to learn in this lifetime. So then I can help guide you. And then from there, she goes deeper into kind of telling you the karmic lessons that you've come on earth with, and then how many you've already learned and how much you have to go through your life. So she actually broke my karmic lessons down into three stages. It was incredible. And then from there, in my first session, in total, I came into this lifetime with like six different karmas to learn from. By the time I had spoken to her, I had four of them that I had already learned. And so this next, I would say probably two to three years of my life is really about building the mission. And it's still going to be about lessons, but 
that's what I was saying is the more that we're aware of our ego mind, the more we're able to understand how energy works. You know, it's our being simply, right? We get these choices that when we're placed in different positions or under certain circumstances or situations, like how do we handle Mm -hmm. it? That's what I think from my at least experience is how we actually shed a lot of our karma. Mm -hmm. So we keep elevating after that because it's true. Like every day you're faced with different things. Like how do you choose to act in certain situations? And so that's how in essence you keep burning your karma until, you know, and you keep raising your frequency. Is beautiful because she put it all into like focus for me. And I've had so many different readings, readers, intuitives, but that one was really, it was pivotal for me. It really made a lot of sense. That's how I understood why I named the project 8 billion. Wow. That sounds really profound. I was wondering, what is your definition of karma? Oh, that's such a good question, right? So I believe that there are a set of lessons that you choose to incarnate with in life to learn because this is earth school. Yeah. And as you go through those karmic lessons, whether you're aware or not, you burn them and it gets you higher to achieving what your sole purpose is. Like, I'll give you an example. If I can remember it correctly, it was something like one of my karmas was to say that I didn't need to be on mission in order to find love. Because remember I told you in at the beginning of this podcast that one of the things that dove me deeper into my spiritual mission was my patterns with relationships. Yeah. As I understood that I could be deeply in the devotion of love and just exuding that and being that, that I could in essence mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. attract a partner. And it was, it's so crazy because I didn't think that. I didn't think that by going on mission that I would find it, but apparently it was one of my karmas. So in in essence, she was basically saying like, you don't need to be on this mission. Like it's as if I was following a set of rules, like, oh, I felt like I'll go down this mission and maybe I'll find my sacred union. She was basically in essence trying to say, you need to burn that karma already. And you being in full devotion of your mission is because Ah. of a deep longing in your heart to really fulfill this. I know it runs so deep. It does. (laughs) I mean, and for some people, it really is deep and maybe entangled in so many different aspects of their lives. And in so many. Yeah, it can Mm -hmm. be inhibiting and things like that. So, I mean, we all have karma for sure. And one thing I wanted to clarify is that karma isn't like, oh, it's going to come back to you, (laughs) like karmic retribution. It's different. It's very Mm -hmm. different. So you learn that about yourself. Is there a healing that takes place in that session as well? Or how do you then continue Mm -hmm. on from there? It was beautiful because I'm so glad that you asked that question. So she was, she listed out like my four karmas, right? So I had like six and she wrote it, right? So she goes, you're going to write the karmic lesson. She goes, you just follow what I say and you just rewrite it. So in Uh, a way it was almost like I wrote it the way that my life viewed it. And then I rewrote it in a way that I cleared the karma. And it was beautiful because after I said this four sentences, right, the four karmas, and then I read the other four, and I, I don't want to say like it was it was a reversal. So it might have been maybe the process of reversing the karma or like oh. fulfilling the karma, right? She said, 
I just want to let you know that your guides confirmed that as of this moment yeah. that you have already cleared those four karmas. And I started crying and bawling my eyes out because it was... That gave me chills. I know. And she oh. goes, you're now ready for this next step of your mission. I was like, gosh, this is like mission impossible. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're ready. And then she told me, she was just like, she goes, you'll have a four month intermission and you go into stage two of your mission, which will last about three years, which makes sense mm. because... It's so crazy. And she goes, but remember, time is really an illusion. Very human. (laughs) Yes. We use it as a measuring stick for us because of our human bodies. But technically, everything is divine timing or it's all happening at once. I know it's getting really complex here, but that's <laughs> for our what human been, brains. We're like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. That's why she was saying the stage two part of it would still be a part of maybe building and learning and all that kind of stuff. And in about three years, I'd be full mission. But I really do believe at this point, it's I'm probably like ninety eight percent mission right now. Yeah, and my devotion to it. Because like I said, I'll do real estate, but it'd just be for like yeah. very close yeah. family and friends. Yeah. And I love that you trust your intuition on that, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that's very important. It takes precedence in a lot of it. No, it does. And for myself though, and I have to say this because I'm pretty sure you have an audience member where they are like, they're still working in their profession, but they're already following guidance. That that's became me. another... <laughs> they know. And I really feel like that's another part of the karma that I have to walk through. One of the things that mm. I had actually heavily gone through this year was, could I find abundance and earn in my mission and with the work that I do? Because oftentimes what you'll find with a lot of light workers and healers is that they have one career to support their livelihood, or they almost feel like, you know, there's certain things like we have wounding in the ways that we see things that... Oh, do you feel bad for asking for monetary exchange when you're using your gifts? Because this is really unprecedented times where you're really seeing people now starting to go more in the yeah. creative route. You're seeing so much more coaches now and so many, right? People being full expressions of their soul. And so how do you monetize that? Mm-hmm. And if, mm-hmm. if you do monetize that, is it okay? And is it okay? Like, could you, could you have yeah. dreams of being a millionaire, billionaire, being yeah. a healer? Yeah. There's so much around that. Yeah, there is a lot. I may have to contact that woman. <laughs> she sounds I amazing. Know. I, know. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, you would oh, love yeah. her. She's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, this is what she was telling me. She goes, yeah, I usually don't market it or advertise it at all. And she goes, usually the people that are on mission are the they people that find I her. Oh, I they love will find it. Her. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. And talk about trust. Yeah. She's like, they'll come. And I'm telling you, though, Laura, like I've never yeah. reached out to anyone like that. Yeah. Like a cold call. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I mean, if anyone wants to know who she is, like, is it okay to say it? No, absolutely. I think I did mention it earlier. Her name is Elizabeth Hayes. I think in, on Instagram, she goes by I am Liz Hayes. And then she is also co-host of Karma's My Bitch. That's amazing. I wonder if her ears are burning right now. <laughs> I know. She's about like, who's talking to you? Who's talking about me? Oh, no, I love it. I mean, two soul sisters are talking you know, about you. Well, you know, um, as we mentioned before we started recording, Lisa, that it's about spreading and sharing the word of love. And by any means, this is not just for, you know, us to keep to ourselves and happy to put those resources out there for people that's available. I didn't know it was available. I'm excited to reach out to her and Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. We're here together. Yeah. Yeah. So Lisa, to help wrap up our interview, 
because you are so connected to so many entities. Do any of them want to share a timeless message to the listener through you? Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, let me see. I love these timeless messages because so much just like I'm channeling. But, you know, one of the things that I would say is for everyone that's either in the audience or anyone out there, like we are yeah. living in the greatest time in human history as these are unprecedented times. And even as we move forward, we have no blueprint of really how we are all going to move into the 5D. So one of the things that I know is a big message that I have going forward is always, you know, we have to stay anchored in love, in unwavering love in everything that we do. And more than anything beyond finding a mission, your purpose really is your being. And so whether you're in a career, you're in transition, you're awakening, you're fully in mission, you're deeply spiritual, it's who you're being moment after moment and holding that high vibrational frequency with so much integrity as we move through all of this stuff, because it is, it is very hard right now. So I think that they commend us for the courage that we have in holding the greatest in being these beacons of light. And they just said that it's everything about our being moment after moment. And that's how we are going to transmute all of the density that happens or to be able to balance the shadow and the light in everything that we do. Thank you so much. (laughs) I I know. Oh, Oh, you're very welcome. Yes. Well, thank you to them for that wonderful message. And thank you to you for sharing your message and your journey and your knowledge to the listeners and to me. And so I just really want to thank you for your time, Lisa. Thank you. Oh, no. Thank you. It's such an honor to, to be on here, Laura. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.